What's happening, everyone? Welcome into the Fantasy Stock Exchange. We have another seven-round mock draft coming at you. We have the Detroit Lions' first team of the NFC North division. This is the last division of the of the whole series, the seven-round mock draft series. Uh, Danny, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I mean, again, as Corey mentioned, we're uh, going seven rounds deep with the Detroit Lions, starting at pick number three. Uh, I know we mentioned before, uh, you're thinking about a trade down, right? Uh, yeah, I'd like to... I. I don't want to try and trade down with the Dolphins, mainly because I think, well, for one, the, the, the mock draft machine doesn't take into account for quarterback value, so we're not going to get one of their first back. And um, second, I think the Dolphins are kind of, like, I'm kind of believing them when they say they like both of them and they kind of want to just stick and pick at five. Like, I don't, I don't know if they're going to be trading up. So it, This could yeah, sound I'd like crazy. To, I'd like to test it out with the Chargers because I think the Chargers will get antsy. So uh, yeah. Prefacing the, 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 sorry, yeah, the Dolphins. My bad. Uh, I heard some even reports that they, they'd be fine even taking like a tackle and taking Jordan Love at 18. Like I've heard yeah, of no, them like all I, over I the place. I think the Dolphins, they have a lot of flexibility too because they don't even have to take a, they don't even have to wait till 18. They can move up with like one of their thirds or their seconds or something uh, with 18 to get like ahead of the Raiders at like 11 or something if they wanted to and pick like Herbert there or something. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see how uh, it shows up. Obviously, we're assuming that Burrow and Young go one and two. Otherwise, if Chase Young's there, I don't think we could pass him. For sure. All right, let's just see what happens here. So Burrow, Young. Yep, that makes sense. So uh, yeah, let's let's, see. let's try and see if we can get um, the Chargers' second round pick here um, for number three. There we go. That worked. Okay, they did it. Nice. In reality, they'd probably add like a future second or like yeah. another pick, but we can't really we can't really do that because it's a machine. It doesn't take into account the fact that they want to come up and pick a quarterback. So correct. I mean, uh, going back to our pick here, we traded down three spots, number six, and we're probably still going to end up the guy we would have taken at three in uh, Jeffrey Okuda sure. here. So uh, yeah. yeah, not Great much value analysis there. needed. They they <laughs> play a lot of man coverage. I know it's kind of a pain in the ass if they lost a great corner and they're just kind of plugging in another corner with a with another high pick it doesn't seem like you got much better but Jeff Okuda is cheaper he's younger and in my opinion he has a higher ceiling I think Darius Slay is an awesome corner but he's never been the best corner in the league and I think Darius Slay has that or um Jeff Okuda has that kind of ceiling like to be the best in the league I agree there I mean uh I'm looking at Jeffrey Okuda especially like he can he could be a top five corner in the league first of all and you're getting like the, the thing that people don't understand when you're trading for these first round picks, it's don't get me wrong. It's the player that you're getting, obviously like the talent you're getting, but it's five years of team control over that player. You're getting mm -hmm. a superstar yeah. player, which is what you're hoping for with four years of base contract with a fifth year team option. Like that's huge. Like, uh, I mean, people, people, especially, uh, that's why quarterbacks again in the NFL drafts go for so much. Cause you're getting a cheap, good young quarterback for a few million a year. When you know that given the quarterback nowadays, you're going to be paying 30, 35 million for these guys like after that's done. So it's very valuable having a, a quarterback on a rookie contract. Can't be said enough. So, uh, sure. we're, we're back on the clock here at uh, 35. Uh, we should, we should have looked at maybe a trade up for, uh, anyone, but I mean, Eh. Kenneth Murray would have been interesting to trade up for. Yeah, Kenneth Murray would have been good. He went because uh, I think they need a lot. I need. I think they need an I, uh, ILB really bad. Is Willie Gay on the board? Is my question. There's one guy that's screaming at me right now. It's AJ Epineza. There. Yeah. Well, we have a pick in two picks, right? Oh so yeah, yeah. I just want to uh, know if Willie Gay's on the board for either this pick or the next pick. I just. 
Yeah, we can even like tra- we can even try to trade did down. The, did the Giants take Simmons? Yes, they did. Okay, so they're, yes. they're not going to take Willie Gay then. Simmons. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, okay. even if uh, the Tampa take a take a tackle. Oh yeah, they did. Okay, all the tackle teams, maybe the Jets. Yeah, no, no, that's don't worry about uh, trading down. Um, Cardinals. Oh, there. Yeah, don't worry about trading down from here. Uh, uh, go back to the, um, go back to all for a second. Yeah, got you. Okay, like you said, there's a guy screaming at you. There's two guys screaming at me right now. They're both Patriot prototypes. It's Zach Bond and AJ Epinesa right now. I was just about to mention Zach Bond as well. The 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 thing that gives me pause about those two guys though is AJ Epinesa is like his ceiling is Trey Flowers, right? And Zach Bond's ceiling is Jamie Collins, right? Like it, like when he's on the Patriots, not when he's on the Browns. Agreed. So they have both those guys already, right? So like, I don't know whether I should pick one of these guys, even though they fit the system. Great. I, I'm just not sure. Uh, one ma- thing that intrigues me is picking Bond and then you kind of solve your li- linebacker issue because you have him and Collins. I agree. I, I love Zach Bond. I think he can honestly, like he can play the off ball role and then come off the edge on third downs. I think the versatility he brings to you is incredible. Like he can carry backs out of the backfield. He could cover tight ends. Like he's got versatility to play both the linebacking and the edge positions. I mean, he's not the guy that you want to have his hand in the dirt all three downs, but I mean, you have him as an edge rusher on third down, just a nice speed rush off the edge. I mean, he's too fast for tackles on in that situation. So I think he's a great player and completely undervalued. Now, uh, I know a recent report came out about his diluted sample. Uh, yeah. Not sure how I, much I, of an effect. I tend to believe him when he says he just drank a lot. Because for his position, um, he it, it benefited him to be heavier because he's like exactly. inside-outside versatility. So 240-ish range, I think, is what he rate, weighed in at, which is perfect for what he's going to be doing, right? So he, I think he, just he didn't did wanna... try and get up to 240, 245 to make it seem like, okay, this guy can beat tackles. He's not going to be too small. I was just about to mention that uh, I think, uh, especially too, he didn't want to have that weigh-in of him being 228 and teams thinking he's yeah, undersized, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, he's kind of a joker, like um, like Will linebacker that teams might not see as much value in. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, uh, segueing off him, I think he, he should be the pick here personally. Yeah, I know. no complaints he, here. I think he's 100% the pick. Cause he, do it. Jared Davis hasn't been the greatest. Yeah, he's, and, um, he's been bad. You got Jamie Collins now who's – Again, more suited to kind of play like a hybrid edge linebacker role. But if you have both those guys, as a defensive coordinator, when you have those guys both on the line of scrimmage, the deep like the offense or the quarterback doesn't know what's coming when they both do the same thing, right? So I mean, one can drop and one can rush. They both can rush, both can drop, whatever, right? Matt Patricia will have a lot of fun working with those guys. I was just about to mention, I mean, they ran something similar to that. I mean, uh, with uh, Jamie Collins and Dante Hightower back in New England. I mean, yeah, they were exactly. both big, physical, versatile uh, linebackers that – we're just guys you want on your defense. I mean, Patricia screams versatility on his defense and getting Akuda and Vaughn in the first two rounds, I think will absolutely uh, implement that plan. So I love it there. For sure. So Giants go uh, Ezra Cleveland. I mean, it made sense considering they got Simmons. Now we're back on the clock here. And two, two names are really screaming at me. And uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. And again, we mentioned AJ Epineza, but uh, those are the two main guys I'm looking at here. Um, I got a different name. I, I think Ross Blacklock is the pick. If, I like Blacklock to too. Because they lost all their interior guys. So Mike Daniels, um, Damon Harrison, I, I'm not really sure if he's retiring or like whatever, but I don't think he's don't playing for the Lions again. And then um, uh, Ashawn Robinson, they're all gone, right? And they all they have is Deshaun Hand, who's a great player, but um, a great mid-round pick from them a couple of years ago. 
But I think uh, Ross Blacklock gives you a little bit more pass rush upside than Deshaun Hand does, which I, even though I think Deshaun Hand is a decent pass rusher. And um, I, I would add an AJ Epinesa if they didn't already have Trey Flowers because Trey Flowers is already that role and he's much better than AJ Epinesa is at it. So. Got you, got you. Now I'm seeing one name on the board that maybe trade bait. I think you can refer to, or you can figure out who I'm talking Jordan about. Love. Would you talk to a team like the Colts and still end up getting a guy like Blacklock at 44? Uh, I think the board's pretty good for them right now. So if you want to, yeah, see if, see if they're willing to give up something here. I'm not, yeah, I'm not like sold to the idea because I do think you want to pick a guy like there's a lot of guys that they could pick right here, but I think there's a decent chance that someone kind of slips to them. I need to get that for that. And... Give them their, give them what? Well, yeah, give them 109 back. See if they'll do that. Hopefully. Wow. So yeah. uh... okay, screw it then. We'll just let's just pick. Um, are you down for Blacklock there? Yeah, let's do or it. Or do you? Yeah, I think Blacklock's a good fit. I mean, uh. We could check the IDLs. I like Blacklock too. I'm looking at it like, oh, they did go Neville Gallimore. I was going to mention like maybe Neville Gallimore would yeah. also be in consideration, but he, he's gone. Okay. Yeah, yeah those two are in the same tier for me. I consider them pretty similar players. They're both Agreed. kind of, they're kind of raw, both of them, but like they're both, I think they both have a lot of upside. Yeah, the Colts were smart not trading with us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Tampa went That's an interesting pit. Yeah, I've never seen that before in this machine. I like that. I don't mind Epineza at 51. I mean, he's a really good player. Yeah. Uh, when's our next pick here? 67. Is offensive tackle a need for the Detroit Lions is my question. Because they uh, lost Rick Wagner to the um, to the Packers, did they not? Yeah. <laughs> Who do they have? They have Taylor Decker. And who's their second tackle? Yeah, who's their right tackle right now? That's what I'm wondering. Because like they don't currently have one. And Lucas Niang's on the board right now. I kind of want to check this now. Who, who's, their, who's their right tackle? Like yeah. just for reference here, uh, let me let me just take a second. Because I think just, it's a big, I think it's a bigger need than interior O line safety and wide receiver. If that, if in fact Rick Wagner is isn't off the board, I agree. or isn't uh, on the team anymore, right? So let me just check right now. So uh, I'm on their offensive line. They have Caleb Benenock at guard. Oh man, former Buck. Oh, uh, Hal Vitae, they signed to a big deal. Oh, I right, about that. right, right, yeah, yeah. right, right. I think, is he playing guard, though? He, he's got some inside-outside versatility. I think we can address um, O-line next round. I think there's probably better guys on the board. Because, like, go? Matt Hurd, I think, has can play inside-outside. Same you with know Ben how much Barge. I, like I think they can both – both those guys, I think, can play inside-outside. And if you – I don't think you need a starting right tackle. Otherwise, they probably would have had it as, listed as a higher need. Um, can you go to safety? Real quick? I was about to say, look at that. Oh, yeah, I didn't even see that. <laughs> that would be perfect. Uh, I like Terrell yeah, Burgess a, a ton. That's a drop-off to me after Davis. Yeah. Agreed. Let me just see. I mean, there's still an Aquara here. I mean, Go to wide receiver for a second. Get a slot. See, Van Jefferson's perfect. I think we could wait till next Brian, pick, though. Yeah, I know. That's the Brian problem. Brian Edwards. Uh, go to interior line for a sec. <coughs> it's D-line. Oh, no, it's not. I'm tripping. <laughs> um, you know what? Go, go back to offensive tackle. We're gonna pick Lucas Niang here. I think it's Let's I think it's it. a good value. I mean, even if he comes in, he could he has inside outside versatility. Even if you want him to be he got your bad medicals tackle. too, so maybe you don't need him to play right away. If Agreed. you want to use and, um Big V on the right and, side. In, in my opinion, like when it comes to run blocking power offensive tackles in this class, he may be like top echelon in this class. The medicals are gonna kick him, which hurts. But, man, when it comes to just manning up a defensive end and absolutely driving him back, like, Lucas Niang is a powerful freaking dude. 
So uh, getting sure. getting him in there, he uh, offers versatility again, inside, outside. He can be your swing tackle. You don't need him to provide uh, too much right away. And uh, even though you just signed Hal Vitae, I mean, he, he hasn't really proven himself, in my opinion, as uh, a starting tackle. I mean, he had a couple spurts with the Eagles, but I mean, it's the Eagles offensive line that probably top two in the league. So, uh, yeah, I, I like Niang a lot here. Good value. So let's uh, go sure. with Lucas Niang. Willie Gay Jr. was on the board too. I didn't even. Oh man, I didn't even see that. That's I don't tough. know if they need a linebacker oh. that bad though. That they would need Bond and him. That's true. Antonio Gibson. That's a fun draft. For Tampa. Antonio Gibson <laughs> and Jalen Rager. I love to see that. Amik Robertson is very interesting for Dallas. He's a very good player. I love Amik Robertson. I think this is about the range he's going to go to. Agreed. Uh, uh, Doing a at eighty three is a very good value as well. Go uh, go safety. Safety. Oof. Ron Wallace. Is Burgess still on the was board. gone. I like Burgess a lot. Uh, Alohi Gilman's kind of growing on me. I didn't really like him when I first saw him, but uh, someone, I can't remember who it was. Someone put a tape breakdown of him on Twitter and I was kind of looking through it and I was like, yeah, he's kind of right about this guy. He, he pointed out some things that I missed about uh, Alohi Gilman. That's that's good value at receiver too. I wouldn't mind. I think Brian Edwards would be the pick for me. I agree. I love Those Brian guys, Edwards. I, I, I love Van Jefferson, but I think the role that they need is a slot role. Yeah. Because Danny Amendola is like, He's fine, but he's not, like, dynamic. Yeah, he's not someone that a defense can be scared of. Brian Edwards, I mean, you know how high I am on him. He's my wide receiver seven. Like, that's how much I love that guy. So, getting yeah. him here at 85, I mean, you you plug him into a system with Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. Like, that that offense is going to be super fun to watch. If Matt Stafford can be healthy, can stay healthy, and carry on Johnson can stay healthy, I think that offense is top five upside if you get a guy like Brian Edwards sure. here. So, I, yeah, I love the pick. Again, the Lions... The Lions picked third this year, but I mean they were in they were in close games last year. They without were a good team before Stafford went down, and their defense got really banged up too. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they push for that division crown next year. Honestly, I think if they have a good draft and like I don't know how much I believe in Matt Patricia, but for whatever, like if he proves he's a good coach somehow, I I don't see how they're not the second best team in the division. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, let's check running back too. Just speaking of carry on Johnson self. Yeah. I mean, I think Zach Moss Oof, is the perfect yeah. line. Boom. Phone it in. Phone it in right there. That's a perfect line. I yeah, mean, uh, fourth rounder. Perfect. Exactly. I mean, heck, he might even be a third round talent. He's an underrated player. So, uh, yeah, no, definitely. He's kind of Royce Freeman in my opinion. That, I don't know if that's a compliment that's or not, but like in terms of the range, he's going to go in the draft, the type of runner he is. I think he, he's a little bit like Royce Freeman. I definitely see that. Um, uh, yeah, we're let me just see when we're back on the clock. Oh, it just saw 149. They got a lot of picks now that since the since we traded down. That's that's yeah. an ideal scenario, by the way. We didn't really touch on the trade too much for from the Lions perspective, but that trade down at the beginning of the draft, if they're able to trade down to five or six and still get Jeff Okuda, that's a home run. Like Agreed. whatever you get for it. Even if you only get like a fourth round pick, which obviously wouldn't happen, but if you got like a mid-round pick, like a third rounder even, like that's a great scenario. You still got Jeff Okuda. Like that's who you would have picked at three. Obviously, like if Chase Young's there, you take him. But yeah. aside from that, the target at three is either going to be Simmons or Akuda. And if you're yeah. guaranteed one of them trading down to six, you do it. No brainer. Like realistically, exactly. here we go back down. We traded basically Tua to Tunga Vailoa for Jeffrey Akuda and Ross Blacklock. Like we yeah. literally got Ross Blacklock for free. So yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, let's go back. Uh, we can look at safety again because we were yeah, mentioning it before jr stone is Gino growing stone. on me i know pff loves geno stone i was about to mention i'm a big fan of geno stone in general i mean 
the top four, in my opinion, regardless of how you like rank it, all would be Stone, me. Reed, Brooks, and Muse. I mean, they're all kind of, they're kind of all in the same area for me. Uh, yeah. Whoever you prefer here, I mean, we could take because. Uh, I mean, I have Reed a tier above those guys, but I pick Reed for every team, so I'm I'm down to go Geno Stone. Let's do it. Versatile player. Uh, yeah, for sure. P- plus, ooh, lucky photo off the board in the round five is very interesting too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's some good values late in this draft. You like you you'll realize once you do these mocks. Like even Derek Shuska right there, like he's been getting a lot of buzz. So I really gotta check in on that guy because uh, I hear a lot of people hyping him up now. So, uh, you know, so we're back on the clock here. I mean, O line depth maybe. Yeah, I mean, you can check who's on the board. I mean. Like, if we didn't take a receiver, look at all the fucking values. Yeah, Duvernay on round five for Prochet would have been a nice little pick there. I think they moved Prochet up. Yeah, no, they definitely did. They moved him up a ton because he was going in yeah. the seventh round, and we were taking him in the seventh round in every draft. Exactly. Like, literally everyone. Um, uh, go, go to interior line for a sec. I, just, I know we picked Niang already, but I think they do need some depth there in the interior. Saul McKinley's screaming Saul at me. Saul McKinley, yeah. They moved him down, I think. But, um, yeah. I like yeah, him. I, I, I'm down for Solomon McKinley here for sure. I think, I think when in doubt, I don't think the Lions, like as weird as it sounds for a team that's picking third overall, I don't think they have like many needs. needs. <laughs> I, like, I don't think they have screaming needs aside from their front seven on defense. Like after they pick a Kuda, obviously like yeah. aside from their front seven on defense, I don't think they have too many needs. So like throwing bodies at the offensive line is always a good idea. I was like, just about to mention the better the th- competition, the better your depth, like the better off you're going to be. Cause offensive line injuries are deep, like derail people's seasons. I was just about to mention the three positions that you can't have enough of. And I'm, I'll scream it and harp on it every time. Offensive line, defensive line and cornerback. You can't yeah, have exactly. enough of those guys. I mean, you look at the Cowboys last year, nobody really like pegged them. Oh, they didn't really like need a guard. They took Connor McGovern in the third round because they picked value. He was a second round talent on their board. What happens a year later? Travis Frederick retires. Now he's a starter. It happens like that in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like people retire, people get hurt, especially on physical positions like the offensive line. Like you need depth, otherwise your whole season can get screwed over by that. We've seen it multiple times. So and this uh, is how teams think too, right? Like teams don't draft for need as much as people in the media think they do. They really don't. They draft best player available. Like <laughs> if if uh, for example, Danny used his team as an example. I'll use mine. If there's a a, a receiver at fourteen and the offensive tackles are off the board, the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to take a receiver, like if he's their highest-rated player. It's just the I, way teams operate because some maybe it's not the biggest need right now. It might be like a secondary need. But a year from now, if we pick a receiver at 14, Chris Godwin doesn't want to re-sign with us. Like, we needed a receiver then. And I've been saying the same thing in terms of uh, Dallas because as much as I'm a fan of Michael Gallup, I mean, say a, a stud receiver like Judy, Lamb, Ruggs makes it to 17 – I think you have to take them simply because you get them as your wide receiver three for this year. And then you have leverage and negotiations for next year. That's all like, that's how teams think teams think, yeah. who do we have on a short-term deal? And uh, what player can we use here? To, what talented player can a bolster that part of our offense or defense, like say it's a corner or B uh, in general, provide depth in case we lose a player. So uh, that's a great way to think. Let's take Kinley because I kind of been hovering over him without actually picking him. Yeah, and we went on tangents about our own teams like we usually yeah. do on these shows. Hey, um, I, ooh, yeah, we're trying to give an nice. analysis aside from like the players because like the reality is is we're basically just trying to think like these teams. It's the whole point of these exercises. For sure. Uh, no, like go to, go to the all board. Honestly, like I'm, I'll put my money where my mouth is. What's the best player on the board right now? James Prochet, J.R. Reed. Uh, 
would you look at backup quarterback here like because of Stafford's yeah, I mean, health? That's, like, yeah, I mean, go, we yeah, can see who's available. I mean, there's nobody really screaming at me, though. That's the problem. I mean, Cole McDonald. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's probably the best on the board. Yeah, pick him. Screw it. We have no, there's, like, literally nothing else we can address. I mean, he's got a, a lot, a lot of, of upside. After that trade down, we had a lot of picks, so. Uh, James Prochet to the Chargers would be interesting. Carter Coughlin, yeah. your boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this was definitely a fun mock, honestly. Yeah, this is yeah. I, I this is going to get a pretty high grade for me. I think, this, I think we improved the team quite a bit. This, this This team, in general, needs to just get better on defense because, I mean, you'd think – if you saw what uh, Brian Flores did in Miami, he turned like Nick Needham into a starting corner. So I don't know why Matt Patricia seems to not be able to coach up a defense that like doesn't have that much talent on it, which I think the Lions actually do have some talent on their defense. So, I mean, they, they have less than they did last year with Darius Lake on. So yeah. I mean, ho- yeah ho- but like normally defensive coaches can like, and Todd Bowles did this with the jets and like, um, Brian Flores, like I said, did it last year with the Dolphins. Sometimes defensive coaches are just good schemers, and they can kind of mask their uh, weaknesses on their defense and like form a competent defense out of like average players. For sure. Uh, now we're we're back on the clock, and Lavert Hill bringing him back, uh, Michigan boy bringing him to Detroit. I mean, again, Thank we him. mentioned. We mentioned before how you can't have enough corners in this league. And getting a guy with the versatility of a Levert Hill in the seventh round, I mean, I, I think that's a no-brainer. So, uh, Yeah, Coleman, Coleman's their slot corner right yeah. now, which is, I think, what Levert Hill would be if you have Jeff Okuda and Desmond Trufant. But Trufant and Coleman were free agent signings. And from what I understand, Coleman wasn't the greatest. He started off the year really hot, but he kind of slowed down towards the back half of the year. And Trufant's been up and down. For a couple of years now, so you can, like Danny said, you can never have too much corners, offensive line, and defensive line. So when in doubt, take a corner, offensive lineman, or a defensive lineman, because that's what te- that's how teams think too. Exactly. So now uh, we'll be checking out our draft board here just to give the podcast listeners a little bit of audio uh, as to who we got. So obviously, we traded down uh, with the Chargers, traded down from three to six. We're able to pick up six and thirty-seven, and with the sixth overall pick, uh, we took Jeffrey Okuda, cornerback from Ohio State. Feels a big need on that defense. Uh, very easily the top corner, in my opinion, in this entire draft. At uh, 35, we ended up getting Zach Vaughn, Ed Rusher, uh, linebacker hybrid from uh, Wisconsin. 37 with the free pick from the Chargers again. We took Rock, Ross Blacklock, interior defensive lineman from TCU. At 67, we ended up getting his TCU counterpart in Lucas Niang, offensive tackle. 85, wow, a lot of picks. Brian Edwards, wide receiver from South Carolina. At 109, we ended up taking uh, Utah running back Zach Moss to complement and back up uh, on Johnson for insurance. 149, we ended up with uh, Geno, Stone, Geno Stone, sorry, safety from Iowa. At 166, Solomon Kinley, interior offensive lineman for Georgia. At 182, we secured the backup quarterback position, uh, backing up Matt Zafford. Obviously, his back issues, unfortunately, have been hindering. And Cole McDonald, cornerback, quarterback from Hawaii. And then to round out the draft, we ended up taking Liberto, cornerback from Michigan, at 235. Now, uh, what type of grade are you thinking here? Because I know you were prefacing it would be high, and I, yeah, I tend to agree. Yeah, like an A, like an A to A plus kind of grade. Like I think they hit. Uh, I think those first three picks, you made your defense better day one. Like those three guys are impact players week one. Like all three of them, I could. <laughs> if you, if Bond and Blacklock went like early 20s, I wouldn't bat an eye. I think they're both like that. Like that's like the front end of their range. I think they're. To be honest, I don't think Blacklock's going to be there or Bond. So 
those are both value picks for sure. I agree. I mean, uh, again, you mentioned it. I, I'm giving this an A+. Plus. I think we hit every single uh, every single position we could have added to. Again, we mentioned that they don't have too many pressing needs outside of just defense in general. And the guys we added to really uh, help them out, I think, are going to, again, make immediate impacts day one. And I would not be surprised if Akuda, Bond, Blackhawk, a couple of them end up making a few Pro Bowls in their time because they're very, fan, very uh, special players. So, uh I'm happy with this call again. A A plus uh, might be honestly the best we've done so far in the NFC. Yeah. Personally, like I just don't see anything we missed on. I mean, Brian Edwards at 85, he's my wide receiver seven. Yeah, seven. No, the, like, even Zach Moss is a competent running back. Like if Carryon Johnson gets hurt again, like you got like a starter in the fourth round. And Geno Stone, I know PFF super high on him, but we'll, he might become become an impact safety. For sure. I mean, we just there's no picks on the board here that I'm I'm like mad at or i think we didn't get good value i mean mm-hmm. cole, cole mcdonald especially at 182 he was easily the best quarterback in my opinion on left on the board i mean and you're expecting him he's a high upside backup quarterback to fill in for uh matt Stafford because matt Stafford has shown that his back his back has been given out unfortunately as talented of a quarterback as he is you need a backup plan in case it doesn't work out and getting a guy like cole mcdonald with the type of type of talent he possesses i mean sixth rounder no brainer plug it in so, uh, all right. Uh, with that, we don't want to make this one too long for us, but uh, we'll get out of here. Everyone, make sure to check out the fantasystockexchange.com, the website. Um, our rookie draft guide will be 100% free, drop in April 26th. Make sure you guys check that out. If you are a Lions fan, uh, tell us how we did. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. And, uh, Danny, you got anything to add to that? Uh, not much. Again, uh, we have the three other teams left in the NFC North before we finish this uh, team interactive uh, seven round mock draft series again. Yeah. Hope you guys have been enjoying this uh, content that we've been pushing out. Uh, just stick with the channel. Cause we, we got some big ideas. So uh, yeah. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, make sure you leave the likes, like subscribe down below comment how we did and peace out.